And welcome to the Mouse and More podcast. My name is Chris, and tonight I'm joined by a huge crew. I've got Adam, Tony, Liza, and Bridget. Hi, guys. Hey. Hey. Hello. Okay, so tonight Mark is out because Mark has, is it an ear infection? That and a sinus infection. Oh, poor Mark. I feel bad for him. Yeah, and he has to travel on Tuesday, so. Oh, no. Okay, well, I hope he feels better. I relay the, the sentiment. Okay, great. It'd be much worse than saying, I hope he continues to be sick. I mean, that would <laughs> twisted and weird, right? He's putting them to bed, so the kids yeah. So in that regard, he's a champ. I'm sure okay. He'll be fine. He'll be fine. Yeah, he'll, be, he'll make it. He's so a survivor. A you go on a cruise soon, right? We do. We have nine days, and I have wow. no idea what's happening. I'll be honest. Wow. <laughs> The good thing is, is with the cruise, once you pack, you're kind of ready to go, right? Yeah, I think so. It's just weird because we're traveling out of New York and going to Bermuda. So it's finally, we don't have humidity here. I mean, that just broke a couple of days ago. But it's going to be like, we're going to have to have, I have to have layers. Like I'm going to have to have bathing suit and I have to have jeans and a sweatshirt and a jacket. And that's the only downside, I think. I can you, did you hear that? Did you hear what I just, that music? No. It was the world's tiniest violin. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, yeah. for you. <laughs> I have to have a bathing suit. Oh my gosh, guys. I got to get my toes painted. <laughs> oh yeah, you got to do that too. You got to do that. Right now, and I can't do it. It's not like when I go to Disney in the summer. Yeah, I know. Maybe you could hire someone to come to the classroom and just like under the desk, paint your toes. Right. Yeah, maybe I could do that. That would be cute. That would actually that be really weird at all. Do you know what? That actually is a new business idea I have. Because think of how many people are at work during the day. They really need a pedicure, but they can't just step out literally and go get one. You could have someone like an under desk pedicure. Don't anybody steal this idea, by the way. It's brilliant. <laughs> oh, and <laughs> under the desk it. pedicure. Not touching this idea at all. I'm just saying, I think it's a brilliant idea. File that away, Liza. I will. I'm Thank just going to try to climb under people's desks. and. I'm going to buy the URL for that. The what? The URL. The website. The URL. Oh, my gosh. That's a great idea. Under the desk. No, totally. You're just sitting there. You're like filing away. And you're just sitting there going, oh, hi, boss. Yeah, things are great. Ow, my toe. You know, sometimes they like poke you or something. Yeah, never yeah. mind. Okay. Anyway, I'll stop. Okay, so tonight we actually have listener questions, and they don't have anything to do with people giving you a pedicure or going on a cruise. Well, they might have something to do with going on a cruise. I'm going to go ahead and start. Rachel asks, having a hard time deciding between staying at the Contemporary with an almost four-year-old and a one-year-old for our upcoming trip. It would be convenient to take the monorail to the Magic Kingdom, obviously, um, but I could save $1,000 by staying somewhere else. What do you recommend? Contemporary. Let's go around. What do you think, Tony? <laughs> Contemporary. Okay. What about you, Liza? Man, if you can swing it, I guess, contemporary. But to me, it's 1000 bucks. I mean, a lot of money. that's a lot of cash. What about you, Adam? Well, Adam, we know where you're going to go. Yeah, I would do the contemporary. I think it just, but it's easier to get those kids in the stroller. Wheel them back and forth, I think, than on the bus. I mean, unless so if you do a car. I don't know. 
Well, but you can't take a car to the Magic Kingdom unless you're going to park in the parking lot and do all that other stuff. That's true. Yeah, I mean, you can't, but I just... It's a thousand dollars. Here's what I think. And, and actually, I have, I have inside knowledge because Rachel's actually my client. So... Oh, um, do you know what the answer is? <laughs> no, and you would think that my answer would be the contemporary because she is my client, but I like Rachel and I have said, you know, pop century. Because I think with a one and a four-year-old, there's lots of room in that room. I mean, obviously, if the kids were 17 and 18, I might have a different opinion. But with a one-year-old and a four-year-old, I think there's plenty of room. So then it just becomes an issue of taking the bus. And not um, only that, I feel like a one-year-old and a four-year-old, they're not going to appreciate, like, how much money you're spending on the contemporary. Will they ever? Will they ever? Yeah, they will eventually, I think, maybe (laughs) a little bit more than that. I kind of think Adam's right. I don't know that kids ever really appreciate it one way or the other because as my children, you know, I mean, my kids were, like, not at all happy with staying at Grand Floridian. They wanted to be at Art of Animation. So, I mean. Yeah. So when we stayed at Art of Animation after staying at Polynesian or Contemporary, they didn't really like it as much. I mean, they they liked it, but they felt like they were more Disney being, you know, the Magic Kingdom. <laughs> right. And, I can see that. But your kids are fancy, I, obviously. Like, I've done Contemporary with, a, like, our first time with Katie, we were Contemporary, and she was 17 months old, and Nick was, mm, he was about, I guess he was about th- four at that time. And um, it was so, con- the convenience is, like, unmatchable. I, I can't. Wow. That's true. Okay. I mean, if Magic if have a thousand to spend, then I would I for convenience for the parent, hands down, contemporary. That's my. I, I actually think you're 100 percent right, but I I always say this to clients. I always say, if you can book it and not think about it and worry about how much you're spending, then go there. But if you're yeah. thinking about it, then you need to not stay at that resort because ultimately it's just a resort. If that, if that $1,000 impacts your life outside of vacation yes, and you yes. have to affect something else, like, you know, maybe you're only making partial mortgage payment next month, <laughs> you know, then don't do it. But if you if you have the means and the financial wherewithal to just put that extra $1,000 down, I think there's no better convenience than, you know, with a one and a four-year-old, you're going to be spending a lot of time in fantasy land mm. and you're going to be in the Magic Kingdom there's nothing better than being able to take a child who's sleeping in a stroller and either walk them to the contemporary or walk them onto a monorail without having to fold up a stroller, take a sleeping child out, get on a bus, you know, go to the bus queue, get on that bus, get to pop, unfold your stroller, put the kid back in the stroller and get them to the room without waking them up. Mm-hmm. Which if you don't have to ever take them out of their stroller to get to the contemporary, you can just stroll them right into the room and they're still sound asleep. And as that a parent, is nice. as a parent who has traveled with a one and a four year old in a very similar, you know, situation like that, I wish I had stayed at the contemporary. Yeah. yeah. If you can do it, I think it's worth it. I do think and, it's worth it. Well, and sometimes, you know, it's how much is your time worth? You know, instead of spending an hour and fifteen minutes getting back to the room, you spend fifteen minutes. So you have to kind of weigh that. I have um, a, can I play the other side for a minute? Of course. They have a child that they're doing this for nap time. If they're staying at art in one of those sweet rooms, don't yeah. they, they get that separate room, right, with a door? Right. So I've, are they okay with having a baby sleep in a one hotel room with no separation versus an art of animation room? The baby can sleep in a room, close the door, 
And then they can hang out in the living room and watch the TV or whatever for that hour, however long that nap happens. Well, and I'll tell you, that is one thing I, yeah, that's one thing I really liked about Art of Animation. And in fact, the first time we traveled with our oldest child and we realized that we all had to go to sleep at the same time, I was like, oh gosh, this is terrible. You know, I mean, because little kids, it's not like you can, you know, enjoy yourself. They're sleeping. You have to be quiet. I mean, that's a, that's a benefit. I think you just have to decide what is most important to you. I do love Art of Animation, though. Yeah, yeah, but I just wonder, like, if, if you have a baby sleeping, is that baby going to be able to nap in a hotel room that you're sitting in with a TV on or doing yeah. noise versus an art, which is nice. You could close that door and separate that kid in either side or pick, pick a side. Yeah. Kid can you nap know, in peace and quiet. I, don't, I guess it depends on their kid and how heavy a sleeper your kid is. You know you what? Know, that baby's I've... that baby's already in a stroller. You just wheeled them into the room. You wheeled them right into the bathroom and shut the door. Yep. There you go. I think, I think we had like a really big walk-in closet because we, we stayed in um, yeah. Bay Lake Tower. And we literally put her in there and like cracked the door because she was like sound asleep in the stroller. Well, and I think when she's talking about art, she means Little Mermaid, right? Because you're not saving a thousand staying at – because she's in a garden wing. So the garden wing room isn't that much more than a suite at art. Although the, the suites at art were on were discounted, so maybe that's – I can't exactly remember, but – she you know, I, the beginning of February. Those art of animation is definitely discounted for the suites that week. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'd probably do art. I'm the same way. Although my kids were not great nappers when we were down there, so it was kind of a moot point for us. Yeah, I um, feel like your schedule's all thrown off when you go there anyway with kids. Well, yes. mine's always been like we had like a, a schedule at home. As soon as we go to Disney, the schedule's out the window. Right. I don't never I, know what's gonna happen, but that's just me. I, I feel like the one thing we did was kind of like nap. They napped in the, you know, the stroller a lot. Unfortunately, with twins, as Liza can probably attest to, they they like to punch each other and poke each other. <laughs> so like one would be sleeping and the other one would be like, hey. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes we would do that. You never no. know. You never I, know. I, I have boy-girl twins and they're just feisty. So they're not sweet like little girl twins. Um, I, I I do think we need to throw a disclaimer out there that if anyone uses any of the parenting tips uh, about locking children in bathrooms or closets that we're issuing here, that uh, we cannot be held responsible should your state or local Department of Children and Family Services pay you a visit. Yes. <laughs> I didn't lock her in a closet. <laughs> I can crack the door so it was dark so she'd sleep. <laughs> I, I will actually confess that at one point, I think the twins were about 18 months old. And we stayed off property, which was really a disaster, I will add. What? We stayed, yes, we stayed off property at, is it Windsor Hills, the little condo development right off of where Animal Kingdom is, which it is only a couple miles from Disney property, but, you know, that's a haul after that. Mm-hmm. But uh, we stayed in one of those, and the master bedroom had a huge walk-in closet. We had a full-size crib in that closet. Because the twins, because we had two cribs, so the twins were like in one crib in the closet. I don't know which baby ended up in the closet, but they did sleep well because they couldn't. Because if they could see each other, they weren't going to let the other one sleep. Don't so put baby in the corner. Don't yeah, just put baby in a closet. It was a huge closet. It was bigger than a bedroom in a small house. Did you have anyway. a three-hour tour at that place too? Uh, what do you mean? No, no, it was, we rented it. No, we rented it through, um, what I thought you were talking about Gilligan's Island. We rented it through a, um, 
like a like a regular like house rental kind of place. Yeah. But the problem with those is that it's very difficult to cancel because we ended up having like a lot of stuff happen right before that. So we were like, we don't even need to go. But we went anyway because we couldn't cancel. And then they charge you a security deposit and a cleaning deposit and all this stuff. And frankly, it wasn't even clean. I ended up cleaning the floors. So, um, yeah, I after that, we've never stayed off property except one time I stayed at the Four Seasons and I didn't like it. So, I mean, I, it was nice, but anyway. The next question is from Cheryl. And because, you know, she actually has a curiously similar last name to Tony. And she wants to know about Turks and Caicos, where we just went. Liza and I just went with two other agents. We did a what's called a fam trip where you get you familiarize yourself with a resort. And so we went to Beaches, Turks and Caicos. Beaches is, Beaches is part of the Sandals brand. And um, she had a couple questions um, about who goes there, what's all-inclusive. And Bridget, do you want to start with that? Because I know you you actually book this resort for your clients pretty often. Yeah. So, my, well, my, and my clients typically book, um, they do a butler two-bedroom villa. They have four children and then um, and the two of the parents. Um, so they do, I mean, they'll book like a full week. And they have, I mean, everything's included as far as your water sports there, all of your meals, drinks are included for the kids. So their kids are 16, I think 16, 14, 8, and 6. So they have like a pretty widespread there. But they're, I mean, it's, I know I've had like people say to me like, well, I mean, it's really good for kids that are teenagers. And it is because, I mean, they go there. I mean, I, I know other people that go there too that don't necessarily always book through me. But their kids are older, and they all love it. There's because they have the Sesame Street characters, so I think that sometimes people think it might not be for the teenagers, but it totally is. I mean, it's not. You know, you can you can plan those um, Sesame Street goodnight packages where the Sesame Street character comes in and reads to the kids, um, which is not included. But it's honestly, when I think I found out what it cost, it's it's not that expensive for something if your kids are really into Elmo or um, I forget the. It was yeah, like under a hundred dollars. Yeah, I remember. Like yeah, or something mm-hmm. like that. So if it's if your kids are really into Sesame Street, that's something kind of fun and extra that you can do for them. Incidentally, Tony, it's for children. Just so you know. Darn it! Night, sleep tight, tuck in. That's what. Yes. It's, yes. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> does the Does the character actually read the story? No, his what? friend does. Oh, yeah, his little friend does. His little friend? Tony could be the little friend, Tony. Tony could be the little friend. Like little Walt. Well, and it is cute. I mean, basically, so basically any of these all-inclusives, they basically, they include everything, right? They include your food. They include all your drinks. You could have one pina colada a day like Wise and I did, or you could have 25 pina coladas a day. That would be really not a great idea, but you could if you wanted to. So everything is included. You really don't take your wallet out the whole time you're there. Um, and there's lots of activities. I um, I have to say the beach there was phenomenal. Liza, what did you think? I love the beach there. I think for a family with teenagers or kids, if I was a teenager, I would love that resort because I loved the surfing 
the surf simulator with the static wave. I think that the beach, the snorkeling, the swimming, that's phenomenal. I felt like I was a kid on Sesame Street again. When I saw those characters, I just turned into a really big nerd. And I was like, oh my God, it's Big Bird. And I was like freaking out because you know I want to see Big Bird really bad. I really enjoyed it. I thought the rooms were really nice. I liked the characters, but I, I kind of wish there was more of those walking around. There really wasn't that many. But it's a beautiful resort. I mean, the snorkeling was great. I would I would have liked to have done more water sports, you know, and the boating and everything. Maybe next time I'll get to do that at the next Sandals or Beaches thing. And we were only there for three days, so that you're really limited as to what you can do. You know, and, and at least part of that time we had scheduled activities that we had to do. Um, as far as tours and sit through a class and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I would say, I think like four nights would be perfect. Yeah. I mean, Maybe it's five. But. Yeah. I, I usually tell people um, four days, four nights, five days, two a week. I don't know that I would want to do more than that. I think you'd have to start doing, and we weren't able to do, I mean, beach, uh, Turks and Caicos is a really, it's a series of islands. The The island itself was very small airport is ridiculously small mm-hmm. and uh you it know it's really easy though it it's was close, easy right? it's what it's close to the resort the airport it's about 15 minutes yeah and that is one yeah. nice thing i i think you know people like turks and caicos because it is a higher end kind of experience there's a lot of you know nice restaurants and things off property that i would have liked to have tried we just really didn't have a chance to do that i will say all your food is included I think if you like seafood, stick with seafood because, you know, that's what they do best. If you like um, beef and things like that, you might be a little more disappointed because, you know, it isn't necessarily um, prepared the way you might like it at home. They had lots of pizza. They had these like wood-fired pizza places on property that were phenomenal. It is a very large property. And I, I should have said this in the beginning. It's part of the Sandals brand. Sandals is for adults only and beaches is everybody. And it's expensive. It's an expensive trip. And the thing about all-inclusives is that there's something for every budget. And so you have to kind of think of beaches, Turks and Caicos as the top of the line. I mean, it is probably the premier all-inclusive for families in the world, really, which is a huge statement, but it, it's probably true. And it is big. It is huge. It like, is, yeah. The property is really big. It is and very large. You're, you're safe sticking with the pizza, yeah, you're just, well, the pizza, the seafood, if you'd like that. Um, I don't eat you know, seafood. Yeah, but I mean, I think it, you know, I think it, uh, I think it depends. Um, so, but we also, like Bridget and I were able to go, with, with the old agency, we were able to go to Jamaica. And that, to me, I actually preferred Jamaica. I thought that beaches there was a better resort. It was very modern and the food was really good. Um, and I, I don't know if Bridget feels the same way, but I enjoyed that more, I would Isn't say. That where we got to try the sushi? That sushi was amazing. The sushi was amazing. We did not get to try it in Turks because the resort was really only about 40% full because it is off season wow. and it wasn't open the night we wanted to go. Mm, oh, yeah. So. This also is a great time to go if you want a hot tub to yourself at night. 
Oh, yeah, because we were the only people in it. And the hot tub is, like, as big as, like, your living room. It's the oh biggest gosh. hot tub you've ever been in. Like, you know how you get in the hot tub and you're like, this is a people stew and I just touched a stranger's shoulder. You <laughs> don't have that happen yeah. because, I mean, their pools were phenomenal. They were yeah. absolutely phenomenal. So Yeah, um, their pools were fantastic. That hot tub, you could swim laps in that hot tub. If you weren't, like, it was so hot, though. The water was, like, really hot. It's hot in the hot tub. It was hot in the hot tub. And Bridget and I don't, or not Bridget, but um, Liza and I really don't drink because we don't have any tolerance for it. But we did have one pina colada. And, uh, yeah, it wasn't bad. It was, good. It was pretty good. It was so, pretty good. Anyway, and I know Bridget can tell you about the drinks at, uh, in Jamaica. So she liked those. Um, they were quite good. Yeah, Bridget can handle her alcohol. She's not like me and Liza. <laughs> I mean, I don't really... I never really find out because I don't really go there. <laughs> yeah, I, I have gone there and it's not a pretty sight. So I just don't go there, right? I figured, well, I figured this was my first trip as like the agency owner and not the agent. I felt like I had to have some dignity. That's true. Um, and That's I had none. But if, if you know, I heard yeah. dignity is great to have. So anyway, yeah. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> it was a little different. You know, like I said, there's an all-inclusive for every budget, so don't ever feel like you have to spend the big bucks on that kind of experience because you can have a lot of fun and spend a lot less. Okay, Amy asks, what's the number one must-do during the Christmas season? I'm going to ask each one of you. Ooh. I'll start with you, Tony. What do you think? Uh, go to the resorts and visit their Christmas displays. Ooh, I like that one. That's it's a good a, one. It's a freebie. It is a freebie. Okay, what about you, Bridget? It's been a while since I've been there at Christmas. I did New Year's. Um, but I would have to say if I did, I'd want to try the um, Christmas party because I haven't done the Christmas party yet. I've done Halloween, but not Christmas. The Christmas party is awesome. I love yeah. the Christmas party. I haven't okay. done that one yet. All right, Liza, what about you? I like going to Epcot, and I oh. like going to the countries. Okay, perfect. And Adam, what about you? I would spend a little, a little extra money, get a dining plan, dining reservation for the Candlelight Processional Epcot. Because if you enjoy the true story of Christmas and a celebrity narrator, you'll like it. Plus, you get that guaranteed seating if you do it with the uh, package. So I have got to do that. It's, yeah, do really I haven't done job. it yet either. Okay, um, I'm surprised none of you said my personal favorite thing. Which is watch the castle lights because they light the castle every night around six thirty. They've got all the gorgeous white lights all over the castle. That's the best. Yeah, I actually I don't know. I do like being on Main Street during Christmas. Yeah, well, I like being on Main Street anytime, but during Christmas is extra special. It's just extra special. There's one downside to the Christmas lights, and that is if you are not visiting during Christmas season at any point between. I don't know, oh, say about July uh, through November, you're going to get the darn crane in your view of the castle because it, it takes them like four months to put all those darn lights on. Kind of true, yeah. And then again from January through, I don't know, about March to take the lights off. So as much as I love the lights, I dislike the process uh, of putting them up because I don't want a crane with my castle. They I should would decorate that crane to like look <laughs> like some sort of character from a movie. That's brilliant. Like, what's the giant from Sir Mickey? The movie that nobody saw? Oh, yeah. Sir Mickey's giant. Yeah, yeah, from that, that old cartoon. Or like a giant Jack Skellington. Jack and the Beanstalk, the Beanstalk giant guy. They could have him do that. It could be a Beanstalk. 
Or a beanstalk, yeah. They should do something like that. That would be pretty cool. Or make it look like a turret on the castle. <laughs> That's not it. a bad idea. Yeah, there's a lot of things they could do with it. They could just hang a bunch of Christmas trees off of it. I or don't just, know. Or Maybe just some stockings. The lights on all year round. You know, I think the one <laughs> also problem with these lights is that if you go to Disney during the Christmas season and you see that and then you come home, then you're like, eh, these lights I have on my house, they're not that impressive. For me personally, that's the downside that I have. But other than that, I, I love them. I don't care. So, okay. Amy actually had another question. She said, I'm hearing about a lot of trouble with my Disney experience. You don't say. My fast pass day is almost here. What's your advice for dealing with my Disney experience if you wake up on fast pass day and it's funky? My advice would actually be to call tech support. Unfortunately, if it's funky for you, it's probably funky for everyone else. And I think it was, was it you, Liza, that had like a two-hour wait a couple weeks ago? Yes. Well, yeah. It's not good. Well, there was like a glitch in the system with magic bands or something crazy happened with magic bands. They were made, they were customized, but they never shipped. And it wasn't, you know, it was just something that happened. And that does happen sometimes. Right. And, and normally what happened, like, the, it was weird because, you know, this past September was the five-year anniversary of my Disney experience being launched and magic bands and fast passes and everything. And I distinctly remember it because I was in Disney World for a conference then, and they had all of us trying it out like guinea pigs. It was kind of interesting. And I thought, you know, things had been working really, really well. And then all of a sudden, right around the fifth anniversary, as if to celebrate, the whole thing just fell apart. And so if you are in that position, I'm sorry. If you just have to be patient and kind of plug along and hope for the best. But it, it unfortunately happens. Marie asks, we are going to be first-time Disney cruisers in 2020 looking to book Alaska for the summer when dates open. Is it best to book right at a release? Do you have any tips on things to do or rooms to choose? Tony, Hmm. can you take this one? So, Marie, I think you're definitely going to want to book right when uh, cruises are announced for summer of 2020. Uh, Opposite of what you would normally think, as the cruise dates get closer and availability decreases, the pricing will usually actually go up. So the best pricing is going to be right when they are released. Uh, As far as uh, tips on things to do or rooms to choose, you know, there's there's so many... uh, parameters and points of consideration for the, for this question, you know, we could probably do an entire show on just cruising and rooms and categories and options. Um, but I would say the first thing to do is to definitely book it with a travel agent uh, and a travel agent who knows cruising so that they can help you make the best determination for what you need for your family. Um, if you're going to do Alaska, you know, my personal opinion is make sure you've at least got uh, an ocean view, if not a veranda. Uh, while it is Alaska, in June or July, it will probably still be a little chilly, but you want to see what you're experiencing. It's the beauty of Alaska, um, you know. But the nice thing about Disney is, even if you've got an inside stateroom, you've got the magic porthole, so you're gonna still see uh, what you're seeing outside the ship because they have cameras strategically placed around the ship, broadcasting directly into your stateroom. Um, so that's a kind of a quick answer. I know you're probably wanting a little more, but maybe you've just given us a topic for another show. Magic porthole. Magic porthole. It's like magic journey. Tony, you have your own magic porthole at home, don't you? I do, and I see right into your living room, Adam. Dang it, I want a magic porthole. 
You can get a magic porthole. Just drink it's enough. Television. <laughs> a magic porthole. Yeah. <laughs> Shyla writes, love the podcast. Woohoo! Thank Yay. you. Yay. You guys are hilarious and always brighten my day. Our plane lands at 4.55 p.m. What's your experience with luggage transfer using Magical Express? Should we just grab our luggage? I've heard it can take five hours to be delivered. I'm going to answer this one because I have to tell you, I'm a big fan of not using Magical Express after six in the afternoon or six at night. Sorry. Just because for this very reason, I think it can take a while and nobody wants to have the little ones woken up at 11 o'clock at night having bags delivered. But I think at 4.55, I think she's okay, right? Yeah, I think she'll be okay. Yeah, totally. I think she's fine. Okay. Carry on with like a swimsuit and yeah. when I go to the pool. Like I, I just always make sure I have a change of clothes for the next day. You know, obviously like all that other like stuff. Yeah, obviously I have to have my makeup bag. Exactly. Right. But like... My this past summer, we had Magical Express, and our plane was delayed by eight hours. Oh, my and gosh. we didn't get in until, like, 11 o'clock at night into our resort. And then, but I had no idea. And so I'm, like, looking up stuff on, online, like, when are we getting our bags? And I couldn't sleep that night because I had no idea where our bags were. Mm-hmm. But when I, it was, like, 1 o'clock in the morning, and I'm, and Mark is snoring, and I'm, like, where are our bags, and when are they coming? Because they're not going to knock on the door. But they held them. That's all services. So it wasn't, you know, for whatever reason you would get delayed and you get in late, they will always hold them for you if you are using Magical Express. But you don't want that to happen because it literally gives you an anxiety attack. So I have a question, though. Mm -hmm. They don't deliver after 11. Did they make an exception for you because Mm -hmm. your flight was delayed? No, we never got it. Okay. I had a, I called in the morning and literally like the and but that's just me. Like I will panic over that kind of stuff. I would too. And oh, me um, too, for sure. Yeah. So I called as soon as I woke up because we didn't have any of our clothes. I mean, I had stuff from the carry on. They had the kids had pajamas and we had clothes for the day. But, you know, anything else, like I really didn't have the other stuff that I kind of needed for, you know, a day in the parks. And um, they brought it. They brought it right away. I mean, it didn't take long. But they said they're like, "Oh yeah, we have it. Don't worry." And I was like, oh, "Thank God." Call me crazy, but I'm one of those guys that wants Magical Express to just once lose his luggage, so that Disney gives you like a voucher and you can just go buy clothes in your resort store. Uh... And then, and then for like the entire week, you're wearing like Mickey Mouse flip flops and Mickey Mouse shorts and Mickey Mouse T-shirts. Uh, that actually happened to one of our agents just a couple weeks ago, and they gave her, they gave her a voucher. It was basically, uh, you know, she bought the kids' t-shirts and stuff with it. So, you know, how much she was did like, they give you? You know, I didn't ask, but I it was enough that everybody could get like shirts and shorts and stuff like that. And she just told the kids, "Hey, this is your souvenir money. You know, not souvenir money, but you know, like you're buying your souvenir t-shirt now." And they just, I think they were at a deluxe because they went down to um, the uh, you know the gift shop and were able to buy things. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I always pack a carry-on, like especially since one time I went to Paris. And I didn't get my luggage for like two days. And the lady was screaming and yelling at me in English like I would understand her accented French better. So after that traumatic experience, I only, I pack enough in a carry-on that I could live for a week with that. But I think Liza knows how much I bring when I travel. Oh, yeah. It's not good. Um, Well, you know, you're very prepared. 
I am. I'm prepared for like all kinds of things that'll so never many scenarios, happen. so, so many gonna, things look, that could happen. Here's my safari outfit. Um, no, seriously. <laughs> so yeah, this would never happen to me that just having a carry on would be a problem. But um, uh, yeah, I did have Magical Express lose my stuff one time, but I got it within like two maybe days. It went in the magical porthole. It did go in the magical porthole, and actually did. When I got my pants back, they were sparkly. <laughs> There was some sort of like radioactive thing in there. I don't know. You guys would know this more than I would. Is Magical Express losing the luggage or is the airline losing the luggage? In you... my case, it was Magical Express. Magical and they Express. Admit to that? Yeah. Well, huh. I guess they said that when you when they looked at it, what happened was is I dropped my magical my bag. This is going home. I dropped my bag off at like eight in the morning, whatever, and it was never sent to the airport until like midnight or what not even midnight but like nine or ten at night so then i got to atlanta and of course my bag wasn't there and you know it it was it was delivered to my house a couple days later so and there was nothing important in it so gotcha yeah i think if you travel enough though that's going to happen i mean i i feel that magical express is extremely reliable i really do considering how much they transport every every day it's amazing so yeah, I would suggest if you have a child or yourself that must have whatever is in that bag or that bag, regardless, maybe they have a situation where they have to have something that's in it, blanket Diapers or a toy or, or something. Blanky. Yeah. Yes. I would take the bag off the carousel and and bring it myself, just because you don't want to be waiting four hours for it when it's time to go to bed and you still don't have your bag. And- that That is true. I mean, and especially at five o'clock, like if you have really little kids that go to bed like at eight or nine, definitely take it. But if your kids are a little older and they're going to be bouncing off the walls because they're at Disney, you know. Yeah. I mean, for example, when I went with my family, my sister needed to have her bag. So I said, well, we're not going to put the yellow tag on her bag. We'll have to go and pick it up at baggage carousel and we'll bring that onto the bus. And everything else they can take care of. And that's what we did. So you can easily put some bags on Magical Express with the tag. And if you want to do half and pick up the other half yourself, it's totally up to you. Yeah, that's actually a good idea. Because it's a lot easier to manage one bag. Yeah. So I'll tell you what. I The last time I went down there, like a few weeks ago, I... um. Never got through Magical Express so quickly in my life. I mean, I just walked off the plane. I only had a carry-on, so I didn't even, you know, that was a non-issue. But I got there and got right on the bus. The bus left, and I, I got to the resort so fast. I was like, wow. You know, it doesn't always happen that way. But um, that was like, it's an extremely efficient system. And I'm always surprised when a client will say, you know, we'd like to Uber or we'd like to take mirrors because you can arrange like a shuttle with mirrors. But um, I don't think you save that much time. It's pretty efficient. So the next question comes from Bill Reynolds, not Burt Reynolds. And <laughs> oh, I kept looking at it thinking, wow. Oh, that's right. He's not with us oh. anymore. But maybe oh. Bill Reynolds is Burt Reynolds' like brother. brother. Illegitimate child. <laughs> Can be his love child. Do you not know that? from Lonnie. I'm clicking on the picture and he's not always, he's not hairy like his dad. Oh. Gets it from his mother. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Bill Reynolds, and thank you, Bill, for the question. And we apologize for the fact that we are clearly not, you know, (laughs) grown up. 
Bill Reynolds asks a simple and direct question. Okay. What dessert party is best for the money? Go ahead, Bridget. I'm an, well, I really like the Star Wars dessert party. Of course you do. I mean, it, and well, I mean, barring the fact that I have many family members that are completely Star Wars geeked out nerds and whatever, and it's fine. The Star Wars show is fabulous. However, the Star Wars party, the dessert party is really, it's really good. Like you get what you pay for. Okay. They have, the desserts are really good and they're cool. You know, they have like, um, they have uh, ice cream that they put into, um, Oh God! What is it? The it's dry ice. Dry thing. And oh, okay. That's why I was gonna say that that's the dessert party that I think would be the best value too. Wait a minute! Why do you want your ice cream in dry ice? It looks like it's really cool, and it's one of those. Um, it's one of those. What do they call it? Like the gastro. Gastro, stupid because ice cream is good the way it is already. It's like no, it's like they're putting science and food together, and it's like right, kind of, like it's like space agey. Yeah, it's kind of like space agey. It's kind of like that, you know, that freeze dried kind of concept. But no, I think it's going cool, into the cantina. I'm going on record. That Star Wars show is terrible. No, people I were walking it. out with like just regret and sadness on their faces as they. That is, the so <laughs> that is so not true. This is why. This is why you bad. and I will not experience Galaxy's Edge what I'm telling together. You, no, no, no. Time. It's not the the no. It's the show. The mm-hmm. show. There's no fireworks. There's there's like there's fireworks. Guys, bottle rockets in the back. Pew, 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 pew. I mean, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> uh, wait, do I need Mark Campy? I think you do need more camping because I'm holding <laughs> you right now. Out of the house. <laughs> be really upset no, right there's just some lasers, and then every now and then you hear a Darth Vader like, "I'm gonna get you," or whatever he says. <laughs> <You> know, <laughs> I'm gonna get you. Make it a good firework. <laughs> that is so My not. If I get goosebumps, it's good. I get goosebumps, and I'm not the biggest. Like I like Star Wars, but I'm not like a nerd or like you know like my husband is. That's like lived it his entire life. So Darth Vader was like, I'm going to get you, sucker. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. We need a fly guy and a Darth Vader mashup. (laughs) 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 Make them into the same person. Okay. So Bridget (laughs) says Epcot or Star Wars. Liza's absolutely going to say Epcot. I'm I'm going to skip Liza on this because you really, she's no, no, I like the Star Wars dessert party because I like that you can see the characters. I like that dry ice concept. I like that it's inside building and you get a gift and you get a gift. And I like I I think it's a good value if you if you're a Star Wars freak and you like Star Wars and you're like big time into that stuff. And I think that honestly, for what you're paying for, the desserts are better. Yeah, I agree. They're the best desserts that I've had at a dessert party. All right. Well, that's good. Um, do you have any thoughts on this, Adam? Yeah, I would go with the Illuminations dessert party simply because Illuminations is going away soon. So Star know. Wars will be around forever, and there that's... will always be a Star Wars dessert party, but Illuminations going away. So That's like that's saying cool. polio is going away, so I'm going to pick <laughs> that as my favorite disease. <laughs> Because I want to give polio a shout out. <laughs> polio is being phased out by these things, these vaccines. Being I replaced just, I don't with know. an IP. Being replaced with uh, smallpox again. So. 
Okay. What about you, Tony? Uh, those those of you who have heard stories about my wife will know that uh, that is usually not in the budget. So it has been many, many years since we've actually experienced a uh, dessert party. So I, I, that's the long way of saying I really don't have an answer. <laughs> oh, Tony, God, you're like such a bummer. No, no my wife is a bummer. No, I think, I think any dessert party I, with Tony and Cheryl would be a fun dessert party. I, wherever I it is. think so too. You're too kind, Adam. Too it kind. It could be a Chick Fil A. It doesn't matter. Yeah, Chick Fil A dessert party. We all know who how much Tony loves it. Okay, well, I I've actually done Epcot and I've done Magic Kingdom, and I don't know if I just come off as sort of cheap about these things, but I personally would rather just grab a cupcake for five bucks and stand and watch it. I'm not going to pay extra for a dessert party. So that's my take on it. However, I, I did think the Magic Kingdom one was a little bit better than the Epcot one. So you've spoken to my wife. You know, I think this is where she and I have a meeting. She and I definitely have a meeting of the minds in this area. I, I just think there's so much to do at Disney World. Why are you paying extra for all this stuff? All right, so yeah. you agree on that? And that I am ruggedly handsome. <laughs> I actually do. I, I just whispered that to Liza. Did you hear it? I was like, Tony's so ruggedly handsome. It yes. was like a careless whisper. It was a careless whisper. Don't get me started. <laughs> I know. I heard that saxophone playing a while ago. <laughs> Too funny. Okay. Do these um, dessert parties, I've never done one. Do they include a food other than dessert? Because that's like too yes. much dessert for me. They no, do. Just, yeah. The Star Wars does. Little apps. You get like a cheese stick or something. <laughs> they should have like a real like some Tex Mex and a shot glass. <laughs> You know what my kids loved about that Star Wars party too was that the stormtroopers like marched you out to where your location was. Yes, yes, That's that was so cool. that was really cool. Yeah, did you I make did fun of them, Liza? Were you making fun of the stormtroopers <laughs> as they marched out, uh, taking their job so seriously? Yeah, you, like, kind of. I was kind of like, hmm, did you okay. try to flick their little plastic thing and go, "That's not steel. That's plastic." <laughs> no, I was kind of impressed with the quality of the suit. Um, I thought it was, you know, that a lot of effort went into those outfits. I know they probably cost quite a bit. I wonder if a stormtrooper is especially chubby. Like, do they have different sizes in, mm-hmm. you know, like stormtrooper costumes? Like, hey, here's your extra large one. I think and they, they should because it was a lot more aesthetically pleasing to me. To have if different size people. Yeah, because they're all basically the same size. And then you can have that one that's like, you know, he's the big guy. And you can have the little short one that's really small. And you can have, yeah, I mean, it should be an equal opportunity situation. <laughs> you never see a stormtrooper in a wheelchair. Yeah, CV. one with a big booty either. Ooh, a big booty stormtrooper. <laughs> With an extra plastic on the butt. <laughs> and they're like two different shields on the back. Two <laughs> shields. <laughs> the big booty stormtrooper. I, you know what? Disney's doing a lot of different things lately. Why not that? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's new movies coming out, I hear. Yeah. <laughs> I hear there's new movies coming out. <laughs> stormtrooper and a big butt. Okay, oh my that's gosh. enough. We're okay. 12. Um, we are 12. At, or, Tony, I'm sorry. We know how you feel about Star Wars, and I hope we didn't just ruin it for you. No, Liza already ruined it with the poor Darth Vader, I'm coming to get you impression. <laughs> <laughs> you got to admit that was funny. I'm sorry. It was pretty funny, actually. I'm coming to get you. 
<laughs> that sounds really scary. I'm not going to ever do that again. It does sound scary, actually. Could, could you please Photoshop, um, you know, like Fly Guy meets Darth Vader? Like a I little can. something? I can. I appreciate that. Okay, I you can send that. that to me later. Why is this very good at Photoshop? Okay, so we've got another one here. Laura asks, oh, this is a tough one. What's your advice going Christmas week? Who's done Christmas week? I have, I'm oh I'm no, right I have not. Oh, so I didn't hear any of you because you were all talking <laughs> at once. Let's start that over again. Who's done Christmas week? Adam, I know you have. Adam has. How about you, Bridget? I've done uh, New Year's. Okay, and Liza. <gasps> no. Okay, Tony. Um, my wife would never pay the exorbitant prices they charge for <laughs> Christmas week. <laughs> You know what, I I have met Cheryl, and she's very sweet and very nice-looking woman. Um, Don't blame her. Just so listeners know. Um, Okay, so I I will tell you, I'll go ahead and start. I've I've done that week, and I I was really surprised because I was there. So we, we came in a day after Christmas, and it was me and four kids. And at the time, all the kids were under 12. I don't know why I decided to take them alone, leave my husband at work, and go with four children. One of them wasn't mine. Um, And it wasn't a problem. I mean, I was very surprised. It was very easy. We had a blast. But I was standing in line for People Mover because, of course, there was a line because it was Christmas week. And I was talking to these people, and it was their first trip ever. And I will never forget. They had such a great attitude, which I think is half the battle. But Mm -hmm. I asked how their trip was, given that they were first-timers. And they said, you know what? We just planned everything out. We had low expectations. And we were able to ride everything we wanted because we didn't stress about it. But the other thing they did, and this isn't possible for every guest, but they stayed on the monorail. And they said that that made everything easier. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go around the room. I'm going to ask Adam, since you've done it, and I know you've done it with an extended family, what do you think about that week? What kind of tips would you give Laura? you got to arrive. If you're doing Magic Kingdom that week, that I've been in Magic Kingdom on Christmas Day and, and um, Epcot Christmas Eve. If you're going to the parks those days, you got to get there early. It took us two hours to go from the boat launch for the ferry. The ferry that's what they call it, right? The ferry boat? Why am mm-hmm. I blanking on that? To, well, to get past the security. Two hours to go, what? What is that? You know, 20 feet, and then you walk onto the boat and another 20 feet. Um, it. I have never seen so many people in my life. The sea of humanity, there is no, you don't see any floor, any ground. You just see the tops of people's heads. It's very complicated if you're pushing a stroller or a wheelchair. Because you got to watch out for people's legs. You're bumping into people. I will mm-hmm. say I saw the guy from Dancing with the Stars, Maxim Shumkovsky. I might have Uh-oh. said that wrong. Oh, I he was him. there on Christmas Day. I saw him with his group, and they were walking around. Um, but, yeah, I would do. I would make sure you get uh, some type of dining reservation, whether it be late lunch or dinner. I would skip, I would sk- skip breakfast because that's... That early time is when you're going to be able to do with as much as you can. Mm-hmm. But just be prepared for cranky people. People get cranky when there's a lot of people. And don't set yourself up for an expectation of doing every ride because you won't. There's just not enough time and quite frankly there's just too many people to do it. But uh, utilize your fast pass to stay on property if you can. 
uh, stay on the monorail, like Chris <clears throat> said, if you really can, just because you can get there faster. If you can book it early enough. And you can book it early enough, yeah. But um, New Year's Eve is the same thing. It's, it, man, there's so many people there. Just uh, be prepared to wait for everything. But uh, wait for the bathroom. Wait for the bathroom. Wait for some water. Waiting, waiting for the carousel of progress. I've had to do that. Wait for uh, a pretzel. Yeah, I think you just you can't go there. I I wouldn't I wouldn't go there as my first trip for that time. That's for sure. Because you'll leave that place. You might leave that place disappointed just because you didn't get to do what you thought you saw on TV. What you were gonna do or in the commercials. Or what yeah. everybody else told you, because you're not gonna be able to. It just there's just too many people to do it. Too many. But you know what? That that being said, there are certain parts of the population, whether you're teachers or you know, you just have that constraint, and you can only go during certain parts of the year. So, mm-hmm. you know, you might have to go during that time, and you know, unfortunately, it's crowded. Um, I, I do agree with Adam though when he says, you know, it's not going to be that idyllic uh, type of trip. You know, everybody sees Christmas, and it's usually the Christmas parade uh, that Disney records, you know, a month earlier. And some of those scenes look like there's nobody there. Um, yeah, it's it's wall to wall people in in reality. And uh, I don't know. I yeah. If you cannot go during that time, I would not go during that time. I have, do have a funny story. We were waiting for the parade on Christmas Day. And we're looking for the cameras, and we don't see any. <sighs> and I asked a cast member, I'm like, where are, where is Regis? And at that time it was Regis was still doing the parade. And I'm like, and where's the camera crews? And where's all the lights and everything? And this is, oh, they taped that in November. I'm like, ah, oh, we waited all, we waited for like an hour for the parade, thinking we're going to be on TV and found out. Oh, anything. no, that thing, that thing's That's a production. I've been there twice <laughs> when they filmed that thing. And it was like, whoa. Do you know what's interesting, though, is the rest of the park isn't bad. You know, you would think that the whole park would be crazy, but it's just really like Main Street and the castle. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It yeah. wasn't bad when I, I've done it twice the when that, the they parade. were taping that. Yeah, right. I did it twice when they were taping that parade, and it wasn't bad. I didn't um, feel like it was crowded, but I, I'm with Adam. I feel like every time I send somebody during that week, I tell them, this is the deal. This is what you're going to experience. Set your expectations. Don't base your good time on how many rides you ride. Because that's not, yeah. you know, that's not, you just do what you can do and just absorb the holiday atmosphere and well, try to do certain attractions that are big with a lot of people that you can get in. And That's also a time that if you can afford it and you're staying club level Get those three extra fast passes a day. Yes, club level. Oh my gosh, yes. I I have to tell you that, you know, when the whole club level thing with your ability to, you know, book three extra fast passes came out, I wasn't really that impressed with it. I, I didn't know what I thought about it, but I ended up booking it for a client and, you know, she's going, she's going to the park three days in the park. Those three days, she will have six fast passes guaranteed. They book them for you. Well, you know, you have to call in and they book them for you and they're, it's 90 days out. So you get everything you want when yes. you want it. It was insane. Now, having said that, it's $50 per person per day with a three-day minimum. That's steep. But if Still you think it's worth it. it. I think it's a better deal than a VIP, VIP tour. tour. Yep. It is yeah. a better deal than a VIP tour, I think, for yeah. sure. I'm I, with you 100%. Yeah, I really do. I think it's a much better deal than 
booking a one-day VIP tour, which is going to wear you out because you're probably going for eight hours straight as opposed to your six fast passes. So if you can do that, book club level. Club level isn't always that bad of a deal. It's not always that much more money. And depending on the resort, you're going to have uh, you know, breakfast in the morning and snacks throughout the day. One of my clients just did club level at Beach Club, and they will always do club level at Beach Club now. And that's the first time they did oh. it, and they said it was fantastic. Me, I'm kind of with Cheryl there, with Tony's wife, thinking maybe I I don't want to spend that kind of money. But I I also have a very different experience or take. You go on all the time, you yeah. Know? Go all the time. But if you're if you're in a situation like where Tony said, where you have to go during the busiest time of the year, maybe put a little bit more money into it. Maybe save a little longer and go then and have that experience because six fast passes that you can oh. make 90 days out where they're totally like because basically the lady when I was booking it for my client said oh because I, I called I called like 15 minutes after they opened and you know how we're trained to say oh it's seven o'clock I got to do fast passes right now well I was 15 minutes late because I had to take the kids to school and come back to my desk and um, I was apologizing to the cast member I said oh my gosh I wanted to call as soon as you opened and she said oh, we can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, well, let's get started. And we did. And I mean, they were phenomenal. And, and the cool thing too about it when you call in to do it, because I've done it, they book the fast passes, the first three fast passes that your real fast passes yeah. were your first fast passes. Then the other three that are the extras that you get, they book them second so that when you use your first three, you can go ahead and start rebooking that fourth one while you're still using the other three. So That's- you continuously are having a fast pass. And and we don't mean to push sort of like the upper level elitist kind of VIP. I know a lot of people are getting angry because Disney has all these special things now. Um, we're just telling you what they're what the options are. If you yeah, I mean I'm never gonna it. get it. Obviously, no. I can't swing that. But, but if I if I could, and I had to go during Christmas week, that'd be the way to go. Well. In addition to that, and I, I kind of always have this dream about going Christmas week because I have this fantasy about waking up and not really caring what the park is like, but just being there at Christmas time. And um, I, so far, I haven't been there on Christmas Day, just like I said, the day after through New Year's. I just think there would be something really, and I hate to use a word because I'm such a jaded person, but I think there might be something magical really about having Christmas there. Oh, Santa's going to be there. Yeah, Santa or somebody. Anyway. He was so, when I was there. Yeah, Santa's all over the resorts. That's he the other there. thing. Yeah. I think so. the only the only Disney ma- magic I would ever experience on Christmas would be on on the magic of a cruise. I don't oh, think see. I don't think I could deal with the crowds of the parks. Mm-hmm. Virtual I'm, porthole. Virtual porthole. Do they put a wreath on those virtual portholes? Oh my gosh, they, might very, they might very well. Santa, Santa like swims by. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, At, or Tony? I actually think that's kind of brilliant. You're absolutely right. Thank you. I'm an idea you man. Can, you can only put so many people on that ship, right? You can. So only thing I'll tell you is I I was able to, okay, my husband, I should preface this by saying my husband's a statistician. He is not a spontaneous person. But one time we were able to get a super cheap rate the day before on a Disney Thanksgiving cruise. And we went, we went with another family. 
it was probably one of my favorite holidays ever because I, I love to cook, but it was kind of fun to let other people do the cooking. But here's where it wasn't great. It wasn't great because they made the absolute, I love Disney Cruise Line food, don't get me wrong. They made the worst turkey I have ever had. Mm. And I've decided that you need to, like, I don't know, maybe they need to hire some Southern grandma to come in and make a real turkey because I don't know what they did to that turkey, but it was absolutely terrible. So, other than that, that, Disney, yeah. make a better turkey. Make a better, find yourself a Southern grandma. Call you know? Yeah, I do something. Call Butterball out to see. <laughs> Hello, I don't know how to cook this thing. Yeah, no, it was it was bad. It was bad. And I was actually looking forward to it all week long because that day we were at Castaway Key, which is kind of perfect. I mean, like you're at the beach all day. It's beautiful. Then you get on the ship and you go to dinner and you're like, yay, turkey. And, and it wasn't good. But um, anyway, the food for the rest of the cruise was amazing. But um, yeah, I just have to say I... I didn't like that. But otherwise, Tony, I think your idea is brilliant. Cruise, Christmas, do it. Cruise, Christmas, let's go. Okay. In addition to the nice words from Shyla, Alexandra actually had some nice things to say. She writes, first of all, I love the podcast. Such a great mix of hosts. Oh, my gosh. The check is definitely in the mail. Thanks for making my drives more enjoyable. We actually really appreciate that because we don't really know how we're doing. Um, we're so new. <laughs> I, I mean, we're having fun, but we don't know. you. The other rest of you might be sitting there going, oh, my God, these people are the worst. Anyway, so Alexander writes, I would love to hear a show focused on Disney merchandise. What is the one thing you guys have to buy? Go ahead. Let's start with Liza, our fearless editor. Well, well the one thing I have to buy now is a sh- I like those shoe ornaments. You like the shoe ornaments? There's only like, like seven of them, right? I've, no, they've got a ton of them. They they're, really? they're coming out with new ones all the time. Like, I feel like every time I go in there, there's another shoe. Hmm. I, I just, I really, I really like them. Okay. I like getting an ornament, but now I'm like into the shoe ornaments. So Okay. I, I have to tell you, that would be mine, too. Let's go to our other fearless editor, Adam. What do you think, Adam? We've just started letting Adam edit. Yeah, I still got the training wheels on. You got the training wheels on, but you did good. You did good. Fine. We appreciate everything you do. What do you oh, think, thanks. Adam? You're welcome. Uh, the only thing I buy, merchandise-wise, is a mug from the resort that I'm staying at. And since I, I try to bounce around resorts, so I don't have the same mug... And I'll write on the bottom of when the trip was. Oh, you mean the plastic mug? No, no, the a real coffee mug. Oh, a coffee mug. Oh, okay, so you write on the bottom like with a Sharpie or something? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, yeah, a permanent marker. Um, the date, you know, the, the time I went. And so I have, I'm looking at my shelf right now. I got like seven different mugs from the different resorts. And, um, you know, this way, this way it's personalized for the trip you were on. And it also serves a function because I like to. Ha- I don't like to have a mer- merchandise yeah. that doesn't serve any functions. Do you, do yeah, you have like one from Porterlane's French Quarter from? I do. September from your magical do. trip. Does, does it say Met Tony on the bottom of it as well in Aww. person? <laughs> does it have a heart next to it? <laughs> I can't tell you what I wrote like, on the bottom of that one. Oh Adam my and, gosh! Adam and Tony BFF forever. BFF. <laughs> got a little heart with a line through it, arrow. I may or may not have a picture of Tony's tape to the bottom of it. I might or might not have that. On oh, my gosh. Sure. You should get Tony to autograph it. I should. Well, I'm going to have to go visit Tony. You could. Because Tony's not coming here. Yeah, that's true. I that's zoomed okay. through New Jersey as fast as I can. I don't. 
I know um, nothing about New Jersey, so there you go. It's okay. We don't want to have we don't want to hurt the New Jersey people though. No, New Jersey's. We could have. I could do a whole show on why New Jersey is the best state in the union, but I'm it's not going to do that right now. Really? You should hear, you should hear me and um, Liza's New Jersey impression. We won't do it right now. No, we might. We might. We might offend some listeners. <laughs> you might get in trouble because I don't have a good Jersey accent yet. I don't either. I'll get one <laughs> one day. Sorry. <laughs> the, the coffee mug's the only merch I buy when I'm there. Okay, that's good to know. How about you, Tony? What does Cheryl let you buy? I purchase one T-shirt per trip, uh, not necessarily related to the resort with, with in which we're staying, but uh, a T-shirt that grabs my eye. And I used to be addicted to uh, antenna toppers. Uh, I, I have a giant, I have a giant bag of antenna toppers that I've never even put on an antenna, um, and I still look at them when I go. However, I've I've stopped buying them because cars don't really have antennas anymore so i'm, I'm wondering what's going to happen to the uh you know antenna topper uh market dang yeah um because you know window they're stickers they're gonna just call it something else like they not to cut you off tony but like shot glasses they don't call them shot glasses they call them toothpick holders oh. so oh, they'll really? just give it a different name yeah yeah, but you still have to put the antenna topper somewhere, and if you don't have something to put it on, it's pretty much useless. Yeah, like am I going to have topper? to go? Am I going to have to go and buy like this aftermarket like mm-hmm. stick-on antenna? And but then the nice thing is I could put like six of them across the top of the car. <laughs> Disney, if you're listening, like there's a market toppers. for for fake antennas. Disney, if you're listening, Dang can it. I tell you something? <laughs> I have an antenna on my car, and it's only a 2014 minivan. Wow. Of course, of course, I drive a minivan, right? Because that's what all the cool moms drive. And I stopped using the un- antenna toppers about three years ago when my older child told me I look like a tool. And <laughs> I said, okay. he was like, oh you gosh. can't drive around like that. You look like a tool. That like, takes. what? It's just a rainbow Mickey head. So anyway, apparently that was uncool. Wow. Yeah, mom. That's mom. Oh, my God. You're so embarrassing. Don't pick me up in front of the mall, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, I must admit, I, I did just pick up a, a nice little Dumbo antenna topper mm-hmm. uh, because Dumbo is going to be big next year, and mm. uh, that's that's definitely going on the car. No pun intended. <laughs> exactly. Well, Dumbo's an elephant. You know, elephants naturally are big, so that's they true. Are. Good point. So are rhinos and hippos, but they're cute. They're adorable. Okay. All right, and did we we forget Bridget? Bridget's over there quietly, wondering if her husband is upstairs dying. No, he's he's actually walking around. I just saw. See, really? Yes, he's. So I don't know. We'll see. Um, I always get. It's a toss-up between a Pandora bead and um, an Alex and Ani bracelet. But lately, I've been going for the Alex and Ani bracelets, and I always have to get one that. And I, it depends. Like, I have to really like it in order to get it. So, I like, this trip, I got the Epcot 35th anniversary one. 35th, hmm. right? Yes? Okay. But don't those drive you crazy? Because they're all, like, little jangly kind of... They know. are. Like, I can't wear them at work because when I'm on the computer, it, it bangs and that drives me crazy. But I'll wear them out. Like, if we're going out to dinner or something like that. I don't mind the jangle then. Or I like to get something, like um, like, a cool wine glass or, like, something for the kitchen or like a cool mug. Like I have a, um, a magic kingdom mug that was like a ma- old magic kingdom map. Right. So I like, oh, the- I have that one. Yeah. The blue one. Yeah. Yeah. I mm-hmm. use it at work. Yep. It's got yeah. old, it's got the maps of 
Disneyland on there too, and everything. Uh huh. It's that's yeah. I love that milk. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. So, um, so I try to find like different things that I can use every day. Very nice. Like a scavenger hunt. Yeah, I like the awesome. kitchen stuff. The kitchen stuff's fun. Yeah, great. The kitchen stuff is cute. Yeah, I'm really picky about what goes into my kitchen though. So. None of that really cuts muster with me. Yeah, I mean, I can't, I don't like, see, I'm not a really big, like, let's put Mickey all over my house kind of person. No. Like, no. I have, and even jewelry, I'm, like, super subtle. I don't like wearing the t-shirts. I'm not a big t-shirt person. The only time I ever buy a Mickey t-shirt or anything is when I, and Liza can attest to this, when I get down there and I'm like, oh, gosh, I ran out of clothes. So, or, you know, I want to wear, like, that rare occasion, I'll wear shorts, then I'll like be like, oh, well, I don't really have sh- shorts for this. Shorts. You know, I, I never wear shorts. I don't like shorts. Yeah, there's something we, wrong with half pants. When anyway. we went to Disneyland, Chris, you were looking for a sweatshirt, and everyone had, you're like, I don't want one with Disney on it. I'm like, uh, it's going to be kind of hard. <laughs> did I find hard. something? I don't even remember. I don't know if you did. <laughs> I think it warmed up enough, so I was like, never mind. They're so expensive. That's the other thing, too. Either that or so, you went to downtown Disney and got something. I don't that know. might have been what I did, yeah. yeah it was, it so. was funny. Okay, so Stephanie writes, tell me about your Walt Disney World tipping etiquette. Um, I th- This is very personal to me, or for me, I should say, because um, I, I always want to tip really, really well. And I remember when I was dating if a guy didn't tip well that was an automatic strike against him and and someone once said and let's be honest that someone was Len Testa and I was listening to one of his podcasts and he said I always tip really well and then I tip an extra buck because that dollar doesn't mean anything to me necessarily but it means a lot to the person who's getting it and that is my tipping philosophy I like that I, I love that I love that because because it's true, you know, there are a lot of people who will, I, I used to know this woman very well, who would not tip at a buffet or she would not tip well. And I thought, I don't know about you, but when I'm, I'm at Crystal Palace, those ladies are running ragged. They're bringing drinks around, they're clearing plates, they work really hard. So I, I try to tri- tip the same at a buffet as I do at a regular restaurant, which is 20%. I think the worst I've tipped you know, as a as an adult, basically, you know, someone who actually, you know, understands this is probably 15%. And that has been for like appallingly bad service. Um, for the room... The Napoli, you're listening? Uh, yeah, I still tip them well. For the room, um, I, that's a tough one because people always are you know, question, do I tip on a daily basis or do I tip at the end or do I not tip at all? And I think daily is the way to go. And I'll ask you guys in a second. And of course, anyone who touches your luggage, tip them. Even if it's just a couple bucks, it does mean a lot. And I don't know how many times I've gotten off of Magical Express when you have people unloading their bags and nobody tips these poor guys. And you know they're Uh, working hard. Yeah, I always tip anybody that's carrying my luggage. Yes. Every time. What about, what What do you guys, I just want to ask each one of you, what's your theory on tipping in the room? And you can be honest if you don't tip in the room, because I don't always tip in the room, because sometimes I just don't have the cash. But go ahead, I, Liza, do you tip housekeeping? Yes. Um, sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I'm not consistent about it. So, you know, it's, it's just, I'm just not consistent with it. Um, and if I do, I sometimes I'll just do it at the end of the trip. 
Yeah. See, but then I worry that it's not the same person cleaning my room, and then I'm like, not. yeah, yeah, and then I feel bad, and then I'm like, ugh. Because that lady got lucky, right? You can think that about lady it. Like, gets lucky. Because some of those days are like higher checkout dates than days than others. So if this person always works on a busy checkout day, like a like a Saturday, then she's getting really lucky, right, with cash. Um, what about you, Adam? I will usually, if, if I'm staying in deluxe, I will usually, don't make fun of me, I will usually leave a 20 and a note and write, uh, send chocolates and bottled water. <laughs> okay. And I know you it, do that too, because you told me that. The first yeah. trip we ever went on where we were down there together, you were like, I always ask for bottled water and chocolate. Wait, yeah. so wait, you give them 20 bucks and then you tell them like, hey, go give me some chocolate and some bottled water? Yeah, I'll write a note. And I'll just like, could you please leave bottled water and uh, the truck? Because they have all the. If you're deluxe, because deluxe they they'll do turn down service and and um, depending upon your room category. So then I'll just and they always have those chocolates. So I was like, they'll leave some chocolates. And then at the end of the week, I will then leave two dollars per person per night at the end of the week. I don't tip during the week because like. If you forget, and then, because, and, and then you like, because this way it's a lump number. You don't have to keep on having singles on you. You know, I don't work at a strip right. club, so I don't have a lot of singles. Oh, I thought you were a stripper during the week. Well, yeah, that's what you told me. Tuesdays, but um, <laughs> ladies' night is Tuesdays around here. But I um, hear. yeah, so then I'll wait till the end of the week. I, I get that. It could, if it's different people working on your on your room, I guess that could be a problem. I'd like to think though that like law of averages, it all evens out. And I could be totally wrong with that, but whatever. So that's what I do with the rooms. Okay, what about you, Tony? Do you tip, and how do you tip? I am a total tipper. Oh, um, good. I make sure that I tip mousekeeping every day. Nice. And we usually tip. Well, I usually tip uh, minimum of two dollars. Okay. Uh, sometimes three, depending upon how many singles I have in there, or if Cheryl's left the room, I take an extra dollar out and put it on the side. <laughs> oh, God. And we, uh, I, I have this little habit. I, I have to like take the little notepad, and I write mousekeeping on it with a little smiley face, and I put the money on the pillow so that they know that it's theirs. And you know they don't offer bottled water or chocolates at the uh, at the values, so uh, I don't ask for it. It's okay, Tony. I like to think that that tip means something you know I, I walk past a lot of rooms and after mousekeeping has been in there i see that you know these kids uh, who are staying in that room their stuffed animals are on the bed and they're in some kind of crazy uh, display with towel animals and uh i'm always hoping that my you know three dollars will get me that and it never does so uh I continue to tip. Yeah, Tony wants towel animals, you guys. I, yeah, I do. I've never it's got a towel animal. It's a simple request. I mean, it really is. I'm going to send you a picture of the very special towel and animal I got at Beaches, <laughs> and I think that Liza knows exactly what I I'm know exactly about. the special towel. <laughs> so I yeah. So uh, I don't like to leave the you know weekend. Uh, you know, or trip end tip because I, I, I'm just one of those believers that it's not the same person. Even though the little slip says your room will be made up by, you know, Sally, uh, I'm not sure that Sally is the actual person who's doing it. So I'd feel kind of bad that if, uh, you know, we leave on a Saturday and I leave a $20 bill there to cover the past week and, you know, Sally did it 
Sunday through Friday, and then uh, Mary comes in on Saturday. She gets that twenty dollar bill, and 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 poor Sally's going home with nothing. What is? Are your all your housekeepers transporting themselves from the nineteen fifties? Because I believe, Sally, Mary, I believe they Mary are. Mildred, we had Mildred last time. Did you really? Well, Pop Century, right? Is that what they do over there? Oh my gosh! That's, that's right. Oh, holy cow! You're right. They're just a bunch of keen girls. They are keen. They're swell. They're swell. They're swell. <laughs> okay, that's awesome. What about you, Bridget? Um, it's pretty much the same thing. I mean, we do. I'll do like about two dollars a day for mousekeeping, depending on you know. I know we've had sometimes we've had not had great service, so it just kind of depends. But I'll do it. I don't do it every day. Like I'll do it at the end of the trip because I never have cash. So I always try to like Adam. Like I can't. I can't just leave, you know, $2 every day. So I usually do it at the end. But, you know, when we have those mousekeeping or mousekeepers, I guess I should say, that are going above and beyond, like taking the kids' stuffed animals and arranging them and stuff like that. Like, they love What? Them. They do that for you? Oh, yeah. Tony, you've been, Tony. you've been robbed and gypped this whole time. So, well, let me tell you, I had a bad experience when I was a kid with my teddy bear because the mousekeepers... <sighs> stuck it in a lamp above the, the bed in contemporary and God bless her my grandmother was with us and she was getting ready to read and she flipped on the light nobody knew the bear was in the lamp until we smelled burning <laughs> literally smoking in the room Wow! and she freaked out Wow! Thing, I mean it was like literally charred the whole foot was charred I bet they teach them they can't do that anymore because of that yeah. incident yeah, right there. It's probably a training you. video. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They probably have a training video. The whole thing. A video camera in my room. Tape it. <laughs> now this. Thanks is for ruining it for do. us, Bridget. Thanks. Sorry. Yeah, can't have yeah. teddy bears or lamps anymore. You see it in the lamp. Make sure you take it out. Yeah, so you, you know the lamp. That happened to me when I was like six with my GI Joe truck. G.I. Joe sat on a furnace and it melted. Oh. Yeah. It was really it sad. It probably smelled like burning plastic for a really long time. Do you know what? I didn't want a G.I. Joe. I wanted a Ken doll. So that's beside yeah. the point. <clears throat> anyway. Okay. You know, you know what the best Ken doll was? What? I had one Ken doll in my life and he was beaten up by the G.I. Joes. <laughs> but they had really? a Ken doll in the early 70s. That had stick on like sideburns and a oh mustache and a goatee yeah. it was oh amazing. Oh my gosh! I mi- I, I that, Reynolds, uh, that's Ken awesome. Doll? Kind of sounds more like a village people Ken doll. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. Sounds like a Ken doll. I'd like. Yeah, I like it. The next question is from Heather, and she writes: Thinking of doing a Disney trip next year and cutting Disney shorter and adding in Universal. What is the cheapest way to do this? We are thinking of three days at Disney World and two at Universal. Sounds reasonable. Staying on site at, at either place is out of the question as we do timeshare exchanges. It's also been 15 years since we've been to Universal. Are mm. two days enough and are there any helpful hints to get the most out of Universal Parks in our time there? Kids will, be, kids will range from 8 to 18. Go ahead, Tony. Nice. Tell us what you think. Oh, Lord. It's going to be rough. To do both parks, um, you know, as, as most of us are aware, with, with Disney or Universal, uh, the first two or three days of the, of the tickets are really, you know, heavily loaded money-wise. Uh, it's cheaper, you know, the cheaper the ticket, the longer the stay per day. 
So by adding Universal in, you know, instead of getting a five-day ticket, uh, which might be, you know, $340 at Disney, you're now getting a three-day Disney ticket, which is $270, $280, and a two-day Universal ticket, which is another $200. So your ticket cost has just gone through the roof. And that's that's the downside. Two days to do, to catch up on what you haven't seen in 15 years. Uh, a lot has changed at Universal, even in the past five or six years. So there's going to be definitely a, enough for you to do and to keep you busy for two days. Um, assuming you're not going to the water park, because that is their third park that they have added on site there. I don't know. It's so tough. Uh, and and um, I don't know what you guys think. I think Unlimited Express Pass, if you do two days at Universal and you can afford it, get the Unlimited Express Pass because then you won't have to wait all that time for those Harry Potter attractions. And that's like a big draw that you you haven't seen in 15 years. I, I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan, but that is really cool over there. And you're going to cut so much time waiting in line for everything if you can get Unlimited Express at Universal. Okay, I agree with you there, but if you have four people, just say there's four people in a family, that's $100 per person per day. That's $800. That's a hotel room. Yeah, but I mean, that's a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean, that's for for $400 more. But they got timeshare. Yeah, but for $400 more, they could actually stay at Royal Pacific and get the free Unlimited Express. They could stay one night and get it for both days. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, if that's what I would do. I would say do your timeshare by all means, but one of those nights cut off. Stay one night at one of their deluxe resorts. If you if you can fit everyone in the same room, and that way you've got a night on property and you've got two whole days with an express pass. That just took out your entire universal trip, the two days you're going to spend, and then stay at the timeshare for the rest of your time. Go to Disney. Three days at Disney is totally fine. I mm-hmm. mean, you can do it. And you really only need two days in the park at, at Universal. I I know people will go longer, and I think that's a luxury if you can do it. But two days, you can get everything out of the way at Universal, well, with or without the almost every, I don't know if you can get everything, but I, I think you can get a lot of stuff done. If you get the Express Pass, you can get way more done. Yeah, in two I mean, days. it's true. Yeah, and that's why I said, you know, say you say they've got like seven nights they're going to spend in that timeshare, right? Well, maybe that. Somewhere along the line, maybe the last night when they move over to Universal and start doing their Universal trip, they just do that last night in a Universal hotel. If they have to have that Express Pass, that's really the only way to do it. Because otherwise, you're staying for free off property with your timeshare exchange, but you just spent 800 bucks for your family to do two days in the park when you could have spent 450 at a deluxe resort and gotten everyone the exact same thing. And hey, you get the luxury of staying on property. Hey, Chris. Go ahead. Yes. I would, you know, this is a situation where I might suggest, uh, you know, obviously finding a travel agent who knows Universal and Disney to help have them help you with your planning. Um, but even if you're going to stay in your timeshare, you know, and, and say you're locked into those seven nights or however mm-hmm. many nights you're staying, it would even be cheaper to just pay for a hotel yep. that you're not even going to stay in for that night to get that Universal Express Pass. That's for true. Days. I, I actually had a client do that in January. They were down for a conference and they got a room that they, they had like, you know, like a 
thing provided by the conference, very nice setup, like two-bedroom villa kind of deal. But they did rent one room that they never even went into at the Hard Rock. And they, you know, that, that way their group could go ahead and have the Express Pass for two days. So you're brilliant. That's exactly what people do. It's, um, it's worth it. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I, I think I've said here, you know, probably once more than once, you know, my kids have annual passes over there and my husband takes the boys over when we're down in Disney. And the couple of times I've gotten them at, at the Express Pass, kind of like as a surprise, they were spoiled for, for life. I mean, they just loved it. Having said that, they'll go to Universal anytime they can go because the boys absolutely love the rides. But it's really nice being able to just walk on a ride. Well, um, yeah, she hasn't been there in like 14 years or something. Yeah. So you're assuming she's not going to go back all the time. That's why I really think it's important. Right. If you're really not going to go all the time to try to utilize the most that you can and, and try to get the express pass. And I think that's a brilliant idea getting that one day at that resort, that one night and getting the two days added on your ticket for express pass. I was going to ask, can you get an express pass for both parks just one day? Do they do that? You can. Yeah. Because I wonder if, I haven't done it, I mean, I do my research and I look at it, but I wonder if you could pull all those rides, the big rides, in one day for the two parks. Because they're so close to each other. Yes. And, I mean, right now, Universal, the the Jurassic Park ride is down for refurb, Mm -hmm. and the Harry Potter coaster is down, because they're redoing that whole thing. So you got two big rides that are down. That coaster won't be open until the summer. So I wonder, depending on when they're going, they might even be able to, you know, do everything within one day. I will tell you that I send a lot of people over there for just one day. I I think, generally speaking, if someone books a Disney trip with me and they do end up going to Universal, it is only for one day. But I think that one day can be pretty rushed. And especially with the two, and we need to get you over there, but you have to promise not to go until a couple of us can go with you and and have that experience because I think you'll really like it. I think that just the Harry Potter sections really need to be experienced more slowly because there's so much detail. And even if you don't love the movies, uh, it's an amazing experience, especially Diagon Alley that it's, that's phenomenal. Uh, it's, it really is. I've seen all the movies, but I wasn't like a giant fan of it. Right. But I can appreciate it. But when you go in there and you actually see it, you're just like, wow, I can't even yeah. believe that they made this look like this. Yeah, it's it's incredible. So let, let's go over to the Disney one because that's more of our, you know, that we love Universal. But I mean, we have really strong feelings about Disney, obviously. So what would all of you say, Bridget, what would you tell her to, you know, to make the most out of her three days at Disney? I would say that she probably should try to get there for rope drop so that she can get her largest experience, you know, out of the parks, depending what park she's going to, especially if she has a, like, she should definitely go in there with a plan of where she wants to go. Um, you know, it's going to depend on if she has the park hopper, too. Does she have kids traveling with her? Did you tell me that? Yeah, she does 8 to 18. Okay, so they're old enough that they can do some park hopping. It's not like she's got real little ones that, right. make, that make it hard. So um, so I would definitely do a park hopper if she wants to get the most experience out of it and um, get there at rope drop um, and hit those big rides that maybe she couldn't get fast passes for. 
and just kind of have a detailed plan. I think when you have to kind of bang it out that quickly, at least I would have to have, you know, everything kind of all my ducks in a row and know what I what I really wanted to see, like my top priority and what is low priority, because you're not going to, you may not be able to get to everything that you want to. Um, and just not to have that high expectation. And I would definitely have a couple special dinners over at Disney um, arranged. I would want to make my dining, you know, and just have those kind of experiences. Maybe throw in a dessert party since uh, Tony's wife won't be there to tell you no. <laughs> well, you never know. Maybe she will join She us. will nice. show up and shake her finger disapprovingly. Yeah, but something like a dessert party. Make sure you have something special. Maybe since you are saving money on the room maybe spend a little extra, you know, in the parks or something. Um, for me, it's always about the food. So Yeah, and, you know, going other places, you really appreciate Disney World and Disneyland's food. I'm, I'm going to say something. As much as Liza and I both loved Beaches, Turks, and Caicos, the one thing we did say was, wow, Disney has really good food. Yeah. You know, when you think about all the people Disney is serving every single day and they get it right most of the time diamond horseshoe notwithstanding um they get it right most of the time and it was amazing to us that you know we had kind of like really a hard time picking and choosing you know we had a hard time finding food that we loved at at Turks and Caicos for twice the price as we would have paid at Disney World. So, yes. you know, when you go to Disney, you really need to appreciate how, and, and I will say the customer service, I did say uh, Turks and Caicos, Beaches Turks and Caicos customer service was as good as Disney. But when you look at the food, Disney's beating everybody. So Yeah, they, they really are. I mean, to feed the masses the way that they do yes. and to have such a quality of food like they do considering the volume i think it's great right i agree i don't think you can beat it not at all so okay i think we're gonna stop now and i just want to thank all of you for the questions we really appreciate it we do appreciate listening and we appreciate the feedback it helps so much to kind of let us know how we're doing and what we need to maybe change or not change anyway so thank you so much i want to thank all of you for staying with me tonight late on a sunday night and if you like us you can follow us on facebook we have a private group we have adam on twitter and instagram everywhere you just think we might be we're kind of there except as adam will say us or a strip club because Adam does not work at a strip club. <laughs> no, I don't. So not yet. Not, not this yet. <laughs> anyway, good night, everyone. Good night. Good night. night. <laughs> okay, bye.